Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Blair, wife, mother of three, author of Holistic Wealth, and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. The show will showcase various experts in the key pillars of holistic wealth. Each week, we deliver the best information on how to become holistically wealthy and live your best life. Today, we have Heather Odendale, and she's an accomplished Canadian entrepreneur, brand builder, and event producer whose experience in corporate environments inspired her to create and co-found W North, a global organization dedicated to the development of women mid-career on a trajectory towards senior executive leadership. Heather, welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Keisha. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. And so I just wanted to get into your personal journey because I know you started out in a corporate environment and transitioned out to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, given the numbers, the millions of women who've you know, left their job during COVID-19, the millions in North America. I just love to start with your personal journey and the reasons why you transition and how that worked for you and kind of the reasons for that. I guess the story goes about seven years ago, I was working for a Fortune 500 company that is in the beverage alcohol space. And I was a remote employee and I was ambitious and driven and looking for more leadership development and more opportunities. And so I couldn't find the resources for my particular position internally. And I started to seek particularly a conference that brought together women from across North America that were like me as a a leadership development path and a leadership development journey. And when I couldn't find it, I decided to, and with a little bit of a nudge from my co-founder, who is also my husband, I started the W North Conference, an event producer by trade. So it was, that was, you know, kind of a really cool thing that I could create something that used a, a skill set that I had in, in my wheelhouse. And, you know, I did that all alongside. Um, my corporate job for many years, actually, a few years um, before having a baby. And so I, the W North Conference was my side hustle. Um, I was four days a week uh, at that corporate job. And when I had a baby, um, obviously many things changed and I was prepared to come back. Um, I came back to my role for seven months and Um, Unfortunately, a lot of things had changed and I was, I experienced what many women experience from coming back from maternity leave. The, the role and the expectations had increased. We were a publicly traded company that had escalated in uh, stock value over the previous two years. And I just didn't see a way forward for myself at that company. So, but luckily I had this side hustle. Um, which was, you know, supporting women on their leadership journey, which was exactly what I needed at the time. So uh, in 2017, I went full-fledged entrepreneur and uh, continued to support women in both entrepreneurial and corporate environments in getting to their, their leadership destination. Okay, no, that's a wonderful story. 
and a wonderful journey because I, I like how you mentioned, you know, returning from maternity leave for a lot of us women, you know, it's not that straight forward path that we think it's going to be. And for some of us, you know, that experience, you know, different experiences while on mat leave, for instance, I went back from mat leave, a young widow, like I, my husband died six, eight weeks after I gave birth. So it was like going back, you're a changed person. You have a changed identity and a changed lifestyle. And well, as you mentioned, right, there, there are different expectations of you. And during COVID-19, especially for us moms, you know, during periods of lockdown, we were both, you know, we were doing both roles in terms of remote learning, juggling corporate jobs for those of us in corporate or, you know, as entrepreneurs. And again, you know, brought on another crisis of sorts. So I wanted to get your perspective, having planned and executed, you know, leadership development events for women what you see as like the key critical pain points that you're hearing from women who are moms, especially during this period and what they're saying, because I feel like for a while there, it felt like we were all in this crisis and remote work or work, work-wise, and then homeschooling presented different challenges, which I'm sure led many women to even reconsider whether they'd want a senior executive leadership position. Like I've been there. I know I've, you know, participated in senior executive training. So, and and that happened too. When I was on mat leave, I was in senior executive training before even going to mat leave. But I just love to get your thoughts on that as many women are navigating, you know, this pandemic as mothers too. And you know, just thinking about whether or not, like what, you know, the next steps and and especially with leadership development and climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, that everything has changed and it's so true. And that one of the things I've been reflecting on um, in the last couple of weeks is it's almost like everybody is coming back of, out of maternity leave as we re-enter the port workforce. The offices have changed. The teams have changed. We have changed. Um, everything is different. And so I think it, especially for women who have had to take on those additional roles and responsibilities, as you mentioned, we have to refocus um, on, you know, what does that leadership path look like? As an example, um, one of the things, you know, as a remote employee that I experienced and I hope that this is a, you know, a flaw that is fixed in the next few years or even months is as a remote employee, I always felt like I was being treated differently and I wasn't being considered for certain opportunities. I was left out of important conversations. I had less of a um, contribution to what my work day and what my schedule would look like. Cause I wasn't in the office or maybe at the table for those discussions. So there's the, there's a fear that as coming out of COVID, those who, you know, the organizations may be super flexible and allow you to decide whether you're going to remain fully remote, be a combination of the two or go back to the office. But what I would, like to see is a more equitable, you know, spread of how those remote employees or those hybrid employees 
get treated when it comes to promotion, when it comes to opportunities for advancement. Women and women of color, people of color, people with disabilities, all will on a majority, um, not on a majority, but will be more likely to select remote work and hybrid environments than non-minorities. And um, so we're, we're going to see a fundamental shift in the makeup of who is going to be remote and who is going to be in the office. And, you know, seven years ago when I was a remote employee, it wasn't good for, for um, advancement opportunities. And that's what I want to see shift. That's what I hope that organizations will, you know, really focus on strategies that will be inclusive of all types of workers, whether they're in the office 100% of the time or not. And you're absolutely right. And I love the point that you brought up about, you know, minorities, people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, like you're right, there's going to be a fundamental shift in terms of who chooses remote versus not. I'm completely with you. And I completely agree that it has to be very equitable in terms of you know, promotion opportunities and leadership opportunities, stuff like that. And I remember a previous solo podcast episode I did, just to go back to your point on that, was on a statistic. It was on an article that I saw about 97% of Black employees not wanting to go back into the office. So we're talking about only 3% of Black professionals that would opt to go back in the office. So I think we're talking about that split being large in terms of sheer numbers of, as you mentioned, you know, minorities and of course, people with disabilities and other, you know, workers with um, not only childcare um, responsibilities, but aging parents in our generation. So it's, it's going to be a split. And I love the points that you brought up there. And Heather, from what you're hearing from your audience in terms of W North Connect and other women, how do you think organizations can go about making this return to work be more equitable? So I think what's interesting is, you know, organizations, large organizations that are taking a more of a overarching stance, like everybody is going back to the office or we are, this is our policy and we're sticking to it. That, that is a challenge because, you know, there are a number of different factors to consider when you're trying to determine whether these employees can come back. You know, not every role is the same. Um, I think that some of these decisions need to be empowered to be made at a department level, at a team level. There's no one size fits all strategy for this whole thing. And I think this is where that human centric leadership comes in, where we start to look at a number of factors with regards to that individual. What is the role and the responsibility of that um, individual? How often do they need to be in the office? What is their preference? Uh, what is the team's preference? And I, so I think it's about making empowering decisions at a micro level. I'm not sure that all organizations will be able to make decisions like that. One shift that I'm seeing is we're talking about this, the great resignation and the, and the great shift of people who are um, changing roles. I'm seeing a lot of people that are moving from large enterprise and large corporate to more small to medium-sized businesses. And, you know, on, the, on that front, 
you know, these are organizations that may, may be a little bit more set up to lead with that human centric leadership because of their size. So, you know, that's something to consider as I, is just, you know, a lot of women that I'm talking to right now are not to say we've lost ambition. We've just, we've been kicked, (laughs) we've been kicked over during the pandemic. So we're starting to reevaluate things like, do I need to have that fancy title or do I, you know, what does my day-to-day look like? Who is my manager? We're looking at things a lot more on a microscope or a micro level of like, who is my manager? What does my day-to-day look like? What does my flexibility look like? And maybe I don't look for the work for the largest tech company in the world now, but I have work-life balance and I have a manager that supports me. So I think organizations, if they are large in scope, they need to start looking to some of these medium-sized businesses um, and how they manage their people um, from like a human-centric leadership perspective. Absolutely. And you're so right. I was doing some research and for my book, um, we have the second edition of Holistic Wealth coming out next March for International Women's Day. And it was amazing just going back to your point about women starting to reevaluate and they're doing it at a micro level. And you're absolutely right. So in the research for that book, like and I included the stat in the book about everyone, including women, even looking at their salaries and thinking, you know what, I don't necessarily think I need X salary to be OK anymore. I think I could do with less and as you mentioned, the great resignation wave too, and, and people are reevaluating their priorities and thinking, well, maybe prior to COVID, I would think that, you know, let's say more salary made me happy. But now after COVID, I'm reevaluating that because I'm looking more at my health, my mental health, you know, my physical health, and as you mentioned, work-life balance. So I think you're absolutely right that, you know, we've been kicked. <laughs> we've been like, run over collectively and, you know, thinking about how we feel going forward and what we want for our lives is something that many people are doing right now, which, you know, which makes it a critical point for organizations. And I'm hoping they just, you know, they apply a holistic wealth lens. And that's something else I talk about in my book, applying a holistic wealth lens to things like this, because that's what everyone else is doing theoretically is, you know, applying that type of lens, um, not just thinking about, do I need the fancy title anymore, but thinking about, you know, what's sustainable for me and what can I, what can I live with in terms of my needs and my family's needs? So Heather, with that, you have been highly successful in terms of the W North conference. And it makes me think that there's such a need out there that women are craving this kind of leadership development or that space to discuss issues and to hear from experts on different issues with regards to senior executive leadership. And of course, there's a lot of things to think about too um, with that. And so are there any other major themes that you've picked up on from women, you know, in terms of senior executive leadership or in terms of you know, how they want to structure their corporate lives going forward, like post-pandemic. It was actually great timing for this podcast because last Friday we had our, it was our second in-person event. It's just, mm-hmm. we're keeping things small. So it was a luncheon mm-hmm. for 20 of our members. And 
you know, the excitement in the room around getting together. So the theme was around resilience and reimagination. And we got to hear from all 20 women as to what their, you know, their reimagination of their life and professional life um, is going to be in the next, you know, year. And there's definitely, there's a positive reflection, um, I would say, of, you know, a lot of what they have all gone through in the sense of we, I think we're over talking about the negatives and we're, we're highlighting the, the good things that were coming out of um, COVID, whether that was getting more in shape or mm-hmm. if it was getting to know our children better. Um, so that has really shaped um, a lot of these women and I'll call them my, like, you know, my micro um, sample size um, of, you know, women and professional women right now. And they had said, you know, all of the reflection and all of the changes that they had um, endured over the last year has really, it, it's shaped their career and, and to the point of the last question, where they want to go next. Um, many of them are very driven right now. I'd say a lot of um, women are ready to step into that next position, to step, it, step into that promotion. Um, I think as women, we really collectively code our confidence from other women um, and and be especially being able to connect with them on a deeper level. So one of the programs that we run at W North as a part of our membership is a leadership mastermind. This is a group of five women and one executive coach um, through sort of facilitated weekly discussions. And they're, you know, that is the type of, um, that's the type of uh, training and connections that women are really looking for. I think gone are the days that we need to go to an event filled with a hundred people every evening um, to create connections. I think women professionally really thrive off of community. And so it will be about professional women coming together in smaller, more curated groups to find peer mentorship, to find confidence, to, you know, source ideas. You know, a lot of women are, are in our groups are, you know, getting their uh, heads together on um, how to help one another get a promotion or yes. get that next position. You know, maybe it's not, maybe it's a lateral move. It's not always an, you know, an upward yes. uh, trajectory that just is well suited for them. So, yeah, I think, I think the, the connections and, and reforging those connections in our business lives is going to be so yeah. pivotal in the next six months. I think you're right. And I completely agree. And it's so funny you mentioned the smaller, more curated groups, because we also, um, after the book launch, we heard from readers who were interested in setting up holistic wealth groups. And so I launched the holistic wealth project accountability groups. And it's so funny that I've been, awesome. yeah, and I've been hearing from other women that this is something they want to implement at work. Because it's keeping them, you know, goal oriented, accountable to each other. And as you mentioned, they can help each other with looking for opportunities, whether lateral moves or or promotional opportunities or, you know, other goals, you know, and objectives that they have for their lives, even outside of work that will help them with their own personal mission, let's say. And so that sounds like exactly that. And I do see that trend as well, which is amazing. And so, Heather, I. 
created this during the first part of lockdown, this personal financial identities quiz, because that's the other thing that readers were women, especially were coming back to me and saying, you mentioned in the book that we should have our own personal financial identity. So how do we know what our personal financial identities are? And at the time, I didn't have a quiz. I didn't have anything. So I got to working on this. And during this podcast, we've shared some tremendous insights from women who've come on, entrepreneurs and other women, you know, and I know you took the quiz and I'm eager to hear what your results mm -hmm. are. And if you have any other insights to share in terms of how you think, you know, it's shaped you in terms of not only your finances, but even your life philosophy on how you spend and save and invest. Um, so it would be great to hear what your results were. Yes. Okay. So I surprised myself. Um, wow. I'm a minimalist. And yeah. And when I, when I think about that from a business context, yeah. it makes a lot of sense because I have run and grew my company from a, um, a lean startup mm -hmm. sort of process. So, you know, there has been organizations and companies similar to mine that have made maybe taken a, you know, a aggressive growth model or venture capital fundraising or a number of different strategies. And, you know, it was for me more important to focus on slow and steady growth and also creating a balance. So while I had two small children, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old right now. I was growing my company pretty much from when I started, uh, when I got pregnant. And um, well, I should, I should qualify. I had a company, I have my event company first, but my W North journey started more recently. So for me, that minimalist is representative. You, you have it here, keeping living, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, simple living and keep it simple. And, you know, for me, I wanted to make sure that the growth was organic, um, that I had control over it. And that served me well, that minimalist model served me well during the pandemic when I had to keep things lower. I had to keep things, you know, I didn't have a lot of people on payroll to, to keep balance. I, I'm very proud that we kept all people, all the people we did have on payroll and have actually grown our team. Um, and I think that's where the minimalist uh, in me has uh, come out. And, and hopefully that was the, it was a good decision for, for running a business during COVID. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've heard that from a lot of minimalists on the podcast as well, as they share, you know, how they grew their company with that lean philosophy that you spoke about. So that's amazing. And so Heather, before we leave, are there any new developments or anything exciting happening in the future for W North? Yes. So um, we are very excited to have been announcing a couple of new chapter cities. We have 10 chapter cities across North America now, and we are starting in-person meetups, small curated groups of 20 people in those cities. And just really doubling down on that connection point that I spoke of earlier. I think that's how women are wired. We want to network and connect with like-minded women. So that membership, we are reopening our doors for membership in early October. And I invite you all to join us at wnorthconnect.com. Absolutely. And that's great. That's absolutely 
what I've heard from even other women on this podcast that yes, it's, it's smaller, more intimate, you know, that old metric where we used to go to conferences and give out 500 business cards. And that would be the metric of success. <laughs> that would be what we yeah. would come back with a pile of business cards. I think COVID has thrown that out the window as we, you know, ventured online and realized that it was in-person connections that was just so important rather than, you know, just a transaction. It was more development of those relationships. Totally. Quality versus quantity any day. Exactly. Exactly. So Heather, thank you so much for sharing your insights on the podcast. It was amazing having you here. And can you tell our audience where to find you on social media? Because you mentioned your website. Is it possible to yeah. mention your social media handles too? For sure. So we, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, YouTube, um, and LinkedIn at W North Connect. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks. It was amazing having you here. Thank you so much, Keisha. It's a pleasure. And uh, I hope to chat with you soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, KeishaBlair.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not... What are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks. Free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose? Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio online self-paced course. You're struggling with all your money decisions? Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup, job loss, or experienced the death of a loved one? Take the holistic healing course. You need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth? We will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint. And of course, if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth, become a certified holistic wealth consultant. Regardless of what career you've got, the Institute will show you how to increase your income and walk in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning, best-selling Holistic Wealth 32 Life Lessons to Help you find purpose, prosperity, and happiness. 